G'day guys. In today's episode, we preview the big grand final between Richmond and Geelong. We review the massive prelim finals and we talk about Lockie Neal's dominant Brownlow performance. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. What a time to be alive. Grand final week. We're back in the studio. How good. Mate, it's all happening. It's all coming together at the right time of the year, just like Richmond's form. It's beautiful. <laughs> it absolutely is. And it's been a while since I've said what a time to be alive. And it's it feels great. Well, this year hasn't really given us many opportunities for you to say that. So it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it's, as I said, it's good to be back in the studio face to face instead of over Zoom. It's been, what, three months? I reckon since July we've been doing Zoom. Yeah, podcast, haven't we? It's been about that definitely since yeah. July. So it's a long time coming, but we're back. Well, everything's almost back to normal. Yeah, well, no awkward delays. No, exactly right. I remember there was a couple of people that called me out on a few times where you'd ask me a question and I'd stare bluntly at you for a good five, ten seconds. So it's good, none of that anymore. It's like we're doing a live cross to France. Yeah, <laughs> we're only doing about 20Ks difference, but uh, at least if it happens now, it'll just be me brain fading, not, not the internet's yeah, fault. So. Absolutely. So it's uh, it's good. It's, it makes it much easier and it's um, yeah a lot easier to talk doing this as well. So. Um, and there is a lot to talk about. As I said at the top, it's grand final week. The Tigers are in it again. Just, it's the same, isn't it? Uh, do, you, wow. do you feel like a Hawthorne supporter? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel like uh, an arrogant douchebag yet, but it's... Um, <laughs> no, take that back. It's, uh, uh, no, it's getting pretty exciting. Yeah, to, to know that your team is going to be in contention, um, you know, for the last few years, it's pretty it's pretty overwhelming considering, like, you know, as you know, we went through a pretty rough period there. So you definitely enjoy these moments and soak them in while they last. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I can't imagine what, you, what you're going through. I've never really experienced it, so but I can imagine the... The nerves and the excitement and, and everything with that, it's, uh, yeah, I'm very jealous and, and hopefully hopefully one day on the podcast, we're talking about grand final week with the blues in it. <laughs> it's a podcast that exists. <laughs> hopefully we're not in a wheelchair and in a nursing home doing it. But, uh, but no, I'm, I'm very excited for you, mate, and uh, it's going to be a great game. Um, but we'll, we'll start with the the news throughout the week, and it all started Brownlow night, didn't it, with uh, Lockie Neal, as expected, took home the Brownlow medal in pretty easy fashion. Yeah, Chucky Neal, I think he was predicted to win it from about round four. And what did he win by? Over 10 votes, I think it was in the end? He, yeah, 10 votes from Boak, Travis Boak. And then with yeah. Boak, yeah. And he yeah. had 31 votes in an 18 Yeah, it's the mo- most ever votes per game. Yeah. yeah, so he's broken history there. Imagine if he had a full 23-round yeah. 22 round season. Could have hit 40 votes. Yeah, it would have broken the record for mm. sure. So unbelievable season from Lucky Neal. But I think the only dour side of that was he had to present himself the, the medal. What were your thoughts on that? I know that's been talked it's about. It's embarrassing, isn't it? It's bad. Yeah, I mean, look, they're all going around shaking hands and stuff, but hugging, but they, but they can't put a medal around him. And can I just mention? I mean, I know you're aware of this as well, but in the same room that Lockie Neal got presented himself to Brown, though, there was Simon Black, former Brownlow medalist, also the ambassador for the Premiership Cup, his coach, uh, the club president. Surely there was mm. someone there that could have given him the Brownlow medal. They didn't have to give it to himself. It's incredible. Like, I feel sorry. Well, not feel sorry for him because he just won the Brownlow, but I sort of feel sorry that he didn't get the proper Brownlow night for him, the celebration. Yeah, yeah, exactly I mean, right. Like, I mean, that's the whole history behind it. Like the, well, usually it's the previous Brownlow medalist hands it over to him. Yeah. Um, so to hand it to your subject, you'd feel pretty pretty lonely doing that, wouldn't you? Well, I guess the only, the only uh, 
probably a more isolated Brownlow medal ceremony would have been the Trent Cochin and uh, Sam Mitchell one and yeah. the delayed one a few years later when they just did it in front of friends and family and that was about it. But at least they had their friends and family that, mm. you know, they had nobody really, just his partner. So, no, look, still exciting. You don't really feel bad for him because he's just won a Brownlow, every kid's dream. But, yeah, definitely the fashion that he uh, had to deliver it to himself was probably a bit subpar. Yeah, I mean, it's 2020, it's definitely not the most bizarre thing we've seen this season but it doesn't surprise anyone that that, that is what happened so but no very deserving he was and um yeah it was probably one of the more I mean usually favorite or not not every year the favorites don't win it every year but I think Lockie and Neil was such an overwhelming favorite that he was never going to lose that was he no no yeah I mean you like I said from about round four onwards yeah. you knew that Lockie Neil just had that in the bag there's yeah. no one taking it from him yeah so it was a pretty boring count to be honest Overall. Yeah, I think especially because he led so early as well. Like it wasn't mm. even like he had to claw back and had a last half, good half of the season or something like that. He just dominated the whole year. Yeah. So from the very beginning, you know, he was getting three votes. Yeah, absolutely. So now well deserved and um yeah, just dominated all season and obviously took out the uh the more prestigious award in the pressure point MVP, didn't he? He did, he did, which I'm sure he's pretty wrapped about. Mm. And we're obviously waiting to see him in person and give it to him. We want yeah. to present it to him properly. Yeah. That's why he hasn't got it yet. Exactly. Yeah. He's the inaugural winner. Yeah. You want to do it properly. You don't want to do it over Zoom or something. So we're <laughs> going to give it to him properly. And uh, I'm sure he'll be jumping for joy when, he, when he's able to have that opportunity. Yes, he will. Um, there are also a couple of awards that were um, given out that night as well. Uh, the Mark and Goal of the Year. Sam Walsh took out the Mark of the Year. Personally, I think it was great. Um, not really a biased opinion. I mean, yeah, it's obviously great. A Carlton, Carlton player did win it, but it was so, such a courageous mark going against the flight of the ball with Charlie Dixon coming the other way. It's pretty special. It was. It was uh, It was almost Leo Barry-esque, the way he flew across the pack. Obviously, different stage. But, um, yeah, like you said, Charlie Dixon coming at him. It was funny in the interview after the mark. He goes, did you know Charlie was coming? He goes, I didn't, but it was probably a good thing I didn't know because <laughs> I probably wouldn't have done it if I knew he was there, which I don't blame him. I wouldn't yeah. run in front of Charlie Dixon either. But, no, nah, very courageous mark. Um, I guess some of the... More traditionalists probably, you know, some people argue that they want to see the high-flying marks win those awards, but I think for the courage itself, it's uh, definitely worthy. Yeah, absolutely. I have no issues with that, and um, I think it's one of many awards that he's going to win throughout his career, which is uh, which is scary for a 19, 20-year-old. So uh, more to come for, for Walshy. And the goal of the year, though, was my biggest concern. <laughs> and this, oh, this one might be biased, but... <laughs> Jack Nunes, how did he not win it? Someone called the police. Oh, oh, man, there's a robbery. Someone called the police, honestly. That was ridiculous. I mean, goal after the siren, from that angle, 50 out in the wet against Frio in front of their home, home fans. I, get, I guess it just depends what you take into consideration. Do you, is it just, like, do you consider the fact that it was after the siren and all that pressure was on him, or is it just purely the, the angle of the kick and where it was from? Because when you look at Dacos and he took on a player, got the, got the handball, got it back, like mm. it was a nice look. I think Dacos' goal was very nice, very uh, reminiscent of his old man. But oh yeah, Nunes was probably pretty stiff as well after the siren. But then I mean, Robbie Gray would be stiff to mm. miss as well because he did a very similar kick. That's true. And he didn't even get in contention for it. So I think look, Nunes is probably stiff, but I do think that he lost to a goal that, in my eyes, was was pretty damn special. Probably better on the eye. I think, yeah, yeah, probably on the eye was a bit better, but I guess for a Carlton support as well, that passion that you'd have watching that goal would right. probably be like, yeah, that surely. Yeah, I think for me, that's probably the best moment of the year. Yeah. Um, just in terms of, yeah, um, yeah, general sort of footy moment. But um, yeah, I mean, Day Costas was probably that, the goal that everyone sort of looks at as an, oh, yeah, that's, that's worthy of goal of the year just for his banana and, and everything else that he did. So, but 
I also think it's a robbery and that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and that's final. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, big big, uh, big news over the last 48 hours was Jeremy Cameron nominating Geelong, which is what is going on at GWS. They're losing all their players. No one wants to be there. They're honestly becoming a bit of an Essendon at the moment. Um, we were laughing at Essendon mm. you know, only a week or two ago for them losing all their players, but GWS is in a similar boat right now. And considering they played a grand final last year, that's very concerning. Do you think they have culture issues as well? I think there has to be some sort of culture issue there. I can't imagine why players would want to leave, you know, for that reason um, or for for any other reason. I'm sorry, because they're still a talented side. It just must be culture and maybe the direction isn't there quite there anymore. I'm not sure, but I think there's definitely something wrong within the four walls at the Mm. Giants. I think losing all those prelims and then obviously the grand final last year, I think it's probably hurt them all mentally. Um, I feel like they're probably all... They feel like they've lost their chance now of of winning that flag. You know, they've they've had multiple opportunities. What was it, three three or four prelims and a grand final? Yeah, yeah, they've had so many opportunities. And I mean, I want to take you back to last year's grand final as well. They finished what six or think something like that. It might have been in the lowest. So they weren't even top four. So they, you know, they were close to the bottom end of the eight. Obviously, had a great final series to make it to the grand final. And then this year they missed out altogether. So I guess it was probably almost. Not downhill slope from last year because they made the big dance, but in terms of a full season, yeah, I think that's that rapid decline, I guess, um, from playing on all those prelims would have to hurt mentally and yeah, take a toll on the players for sure. Yeah, I think I think that's what that is what's happened, and maybe living in the hub, they've probably realised that they don't like a few of the players. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah, something something's gone wrong there, and this could be, yeah, this could be time up for GWS in terms of playing finals anymore. They could they might have to go into a. Uh, some sort of rebuild and, and start again, which is a shame because, you know, they had they had arguably the best list in the competition probably two years ago, didn't they? Oh, they did. They honestly did. And if, if I were to take you back, oh, let's say two years ago, and I asked you who's going to win a flag first, GWS or the Gold Coast Suns, who would you say? Oh, you said GWS. And who do you down. say now? I, I just feel weird saying Gold Coast. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird feeling, yeah. but it's almost, yeah. it's almost the case. Yeah. You almost would say Gold Coast, considering it looks like they're going to have to go through a rebuild with some of the players leaving. Um, but in the other hand as well, Geelong just don't want to become a poor team, do they? They've been good for the last 15 years and they're bringing Jeremy Cameron over now as well with the looks of it. And oh, they just know how to set themselves up and sort of never have to go through that rebuild. That's the thing though with, with free agency. It's the rich get richer. They do. And so it's a bit of a... I mean, Geelong, that's why Geelong have never bottomed out because they can... they. Success breeds success. It does. You know, Even before their 2007 flags, I'm going yeah. right back to then, they were playing in prelims and stuff before that. Obviously, they won the flag, won three in a succession of, what was it, six years or something like that. But they've never really dropped off. They've mm. never fallen off that cliff. They've, no. Obviously, they've, you know, it's famous that they've lost so many prelims, and that's unlucky, but they've been right up there. Yeah. And with signings like this, I guess it's similar, to, you could almost say, to when Richmond brought Tom Lynch over, the rich get richer. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's hard for teams like, like North Melbourne and... Uh, and Melbourne to a certain extent as well to to get good because it's just the top teams that are attracting the, the star players in the competition. I mean, you, you guys are a, a much better team with Tom Lynch, aren't you? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, look, 2017, we got away with the one key forward, but, you know, obviously you've seen this year as well, Jack's had a couple of quiet performances and I think his age is probably getting to him a little bit and that's where having Lynch has been super handy. And, I mean, look at the qualifying final against Brisbane. If we, put, we only lost by 15 points, you put Lynch into that side... Mm different story yeah. I think so I mean obviously it worked out fine anyway but yeah like those sort of players just can even make good teams somehow better yeah 
Um, and speaking of Tom Lynch, how's the, the Bundy and Coke shower that he got last oh, week? Mate, someone's trying to get him pissed before the grand <laughs> final, get him in a bit of trouble. But uh, oh, that's just not on. That just goes to prove that Port Adelaide fans really are the most feral in the competition, aren't they? I mean, when you think of feral, you probably automatically think of Richmond, Collingwood, Essendon, Carlton to an extent, and then because they're the top four big clubs. But the people forget Port Adelaide; they're scumbags. They are <laughs> not all of them, but <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of feral supporters. That's probably a, a, genu- a generous word as well to use for it. <laughs> I know I definitely used a few words for him on the weekend, and definitely, uh, definitely can't say that on air. But yeah, I think they're. I mean, I love the passion. I love the passion that they show, but they do cross the line a fair bit. And oh. it's not the first time they've done something like this. Yeah, and look, passion you can all relate to. I mean, mm. you know, that's why we all go to the footy. It's why we support it. It's why, you know, you listen to footy podcasts like this, mm. the best one going around. Yeah. Um, you know, especially to happen to such the probably footy's nice guy and Tom Lynch as well, just to do that to him. You know, he's so well loved by everybody in the football world. And to just do that to him. I mean, and Port stood up and uh, really and stripped the guy of his membership. <laughs> I can't say that on straight face. Maybe Tom Lynch asked for the Bundy and Coke shower. <laughs> he probably did. <laughs> so cool me off. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It is. Yeah, like, I love. I love how Port Adelaide fans make their ground a fortress um, through their passion and everything. But yeah, you just there's lines you can't cross, and that's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. But I think on the other hand as well, I do want to say that um, I know it was all over the news. So we're not the first to break this, but that. The kid that Tom Lynch spoke to after the game and the, his old man that, you know, taught, said, that's not how you lose. You don't lose like that. And I want you to go say, you know, and the kid went and said, congratulations to Tom. That's a good show of sportsmanship. Mm. You know, I'm not telling everybody to go to the end of the, um, you know, the top of the ground and start congratulating the opposition because you're not going to do that realistically. But there's no need to throw Bundy and Cokes at nah. them or get personal. I think once you once you get personal, you take it to another yeah, level. for sure. So, I mean, they're footy players. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day. Just judge them on that if you aren't on the footy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Judge them on their talent or, you know, the way the team's playing, mm. but don't have a goal at them personally. Nah, Especially really nice guys like Tom Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, what you're trying to say is you, if Dangerfield uh, lifted up the cup this weekend and you could be there and he, you were in striking distance, you wouldn't pour Bundy and Coke over him? I would purely because we're at the Gabba and if I get banned from there, it's no big deal. If it was at the G, I'd probably resist because I don't want to get banned from there. But um, oh, I'd be very tempted to just that smug look on Dangerfield's yeah. face. But look, he's one of those players though that, you know, his resume has everything except a premiership. Yeah. So I think, you know, look, look, when you look back in the history books in 10 years' time, I might be able to, I might be over the loss by then if we were to lose and can probably see it for the moment that it was, but I definitely wouldn't be happy with Tom uh, Tom Hawkins. But I definitely wouldn't be happy with Patrick Dangerfield lifting the cup. Well, speaking of Tom Hawkins, he was uh, in quarantine, but I think he has just been cleared of, of COVID as well, hasn't he? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. He's been tested by negative for, for COVID, so he doesn't have that. I think it was just a sore throat. But um, I think COVID can have onset... Um, yeah, what do you call it? You can get tested a couple of days after and you may still have it, isn't it? Imagine that. Imagine the day before the grand final he gets tested again. Well, I'm keeping my look. I don't want anyone to get COVID because it's obviously very serious and it's killed a lot of people. But um, go send the, but if he gets the, it, I won't cry. Go send the Wuhan bat there. Okay. <laughs> go send the bat. <laughs> I'll get out. Um, what do you call it? I'll get into his Uber Eats order and just put, <laughs> put, put, put something extra in there for him. But um, yeah, no, look, it's obviously you want to see the best players out there on grand final day and you don't, you don't want to win and, um, you know, you always have that thing, well, would you have won if Hawkins played? You know, you, yeah. you want to beat the best teams. and Absolutely. We had that argument last year when we beat them in the prelim that they're mm. missing Hawkins and Duncan, and we had that question raised. So yeah. you want the best team out there, and I'm glad Tom's uh, tested negative. Yeah. All right. Give me your thoughts on the, on the prelim last week against Port. I know we touched on it a bit with uh, with Tom Lynch and that, but give us your thoughts on the game, 
I mean, it was one of the most brutal games you'll see. Um, it was tight all game and it was wet too, so which just the way uh, Richmond like it. It was. It was. It was wet. It made for a sloppy game though. Obviously, it wasn't very high scoring. Um, like you said, tight contest the whole game. I just don't think when humans were created, they were created to watch those kind of games because the heart just wasn't ready to take that kind of excitement. I'm telling you, it was beaten through my chest. I didn't... I was on the edge of a whole game, but it was just... Uh, yeah, it was an incredible game of footy, I thought. A lot of scoring, and obviously, you know, Dustin Martin was best on ground that day, and he kicked two goals, and normally two goals is like, yeah, it's not bad, but two goals out of a team six, mm. that's a big chunk of their goal. So I thought it was a great game. Um, obviously, a few contentious decisions, deliberate out of bounds, paid all night. They paid it all night for ones that I definitely thought didn't deserve to be, and then that last one, of course, everyone decided to make a fuss about because it cost someone the game. What were your thoughts on it? Did you? Did I you think, think that was 100% deliberate. Yeah. yeah, the Heartlet ones. Yeah, the Heartlet ones. Yeah, one. yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. I think it was. Where else was he going? Well, I mean, the argument's there that Tom Rockcliffe was right there. Like, he tapped it out and Rockcliffe was pretty much running. But I don't know. It's Did he see Rockcliffe and it just looked you – know, I, I don't know. I think, look, the way they paid it all night, you know, someone would just kick it out of a pack and it bounced out of bounds deliberate. Well, how is that deliberate? Yeah, you know what I mean? that's true. And I think, yeah. But if that wasn't paid, would there be a, a story about it? Well, I think there'd have to be questions just because of the amount of times they mm. paid it throughout the whole night. Yeah. So how do you pay it all night and then not in a dire moment? Like, I know it's a dire moment of the game, but you're going to be consistent as an yeah. umpire. Um, before those AFL supporters out there that think that Richmond are gifted by the AFL, the umpire that paid that decision has been dropped for the grand final. So he won't be there gifting us any free kicks this weekend. So just to let everyone else know that. But uh, no, look, I thought it was I thought it was there. And I guess for Richmond... For Richmond supporters, it was a pretty sweet moment considering Hartlett came out uh, during the day or the, the day before or something like that and made those comments about Tom Lynch saying mm. that everyone wants to see his season end and uh, look who season ended up ending, yeah, champ. That's why you don't talk a big game. I no. Just don't. It's too risky. Yeah, yeah. but then also those – I didn't see Hartlett say that, but a lot of those times those comments are taken out of context a little bit as yeah. well. But, yeah, you don't – obviously you, you pump your own team up, but I don't think it's – I mean, look, it's, I like I think it's good for the game taking shots at people. Oh, it is. Look, but you yeah. look a bit silly. Yeah. When if it you doesn't don't come off, it's a huge yeah. risk. Yeah. Like, I think Dersma, I, I'm, oh. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very open about how I'm not a fan of uh, Xavier Dersma. I yeah. think he's just a toss up. But, <laughs> like, he, he does that bow and arrow celebration in the first quarter and all that. It's like, do it. Like, there's a time and place, that kind of celebration. You know, whatever. He gets the fans going. You know, he is what he is. But when he kicked that goal and he ran straight up the Tom yeah. Lynch and started giving it to him. I hated that. And it's like, well, do it if you're five goals up. Mm, Don't do it in the first quarter. But, like, he went out of his way, like, sprinted to him. But, like, was there a lead-up? Did Tom Lynch even do anything in the lead-up to that play? I'm not sure. To be honest with you, I just – I didn't see it. I just think Port are trying to – like, they know that Lynch has got um, a hot head. Yeah. They're probably just trying trying to rile him up. Yeah, they're just trying to rile him up to get a few cheap free kicks out of him, which there are every chance of doing the way he's played this year. Um, But, yeah, it's like just – Get out of it. You know what I mean? Like mm. people are quick to have a shot at Lynch, but you know you don't have a go at players that are just. Mm. It's un- that's not necessary. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, they didn't. They weren't even playing on each other. It yeah. wasn't like Lynch would have said anything to him. He might when he was lining up. He probably said a few words, but you do that to every yeah. player. So yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know what? You know he's got egg in your face. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. He just he tried to be tough, and it didn't look tough at all. Well, I tell you yeah. what, definitely didn't look tough as well. I don't know if you uh, remember this part when he dropped a mark in the goal square and opened uncontested mark, chest mark Last in the goal quarter. square. Was it the last quarter or was third been. quarter maybe? Yeah, okay. Something like that. Yeah, that that doesn't look tough. Yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Lynch should have gone and given it to him after dropping an open chest mark. So, yeah. yeah, anyway. Must have had the bow and arrow in his mind already. <laughs> he was getting prepared to celebrate. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, as yeah, it was a quality game and um, 
Now, a couple of players that came up clutch at the end was uh, Toby Nankervis and Kane Lambert. You must be happy with them. Oh, Toby especially, being the only re- the only real Ruckman left in the team at the moment with Soldo mm. injured and us using Dave Asprey as a backup. Incredible, I thought, from Nank. I think he really takes on the responsibility of being the sole Ruckman and he actually performs better. Um, you know, so he could be even a smoky for the Norm Smith next week if he, yeah. play, if he has a good game just because the way he gets around the ground. And you can see he gets in front of key position forwards and just stops them because he yeah. gets in their way and he just takes marks like that and he did it when it counted. And then Lambert, obviously, like we, he may have been gifted that goal from the boundary with the deliberate out of bounds, but oh, you're still going to kick that. to kick it, yeah. You're still going to kick that. And then that other one, that dribble through, he didn't really see much of Kane all night, but he stood up when we yeah. needed him. He's so underrated. He's, he's one of my favourite Richmond players. He's just so tough and so good. He is, yeah. and he's, he's honestly, people don't see this, but he's one of those players. I mean, every club has this type of player as well, but he's the type of player that allows someone like Dustin Martin to do what he yeah. does because he covers for him, and people don't really see that as much because yeah. you just look at Dusty, but Kane Lambert does so much work that goes unnoticed, yeah. and it was it was good to see him get some reward for all his effort. Yeah, 100%. Um, well, the other prelim we'll, we'll move on to is uh, was the game between Brisbane and Geelong at the Gabba on the Saturday night, and... Um, I mean, it was pretty tight up until really the end of the third quarter where Geelong started to kick away a bit and then they really kicked away in the last quarter to win by 40 points. So scary if you're a Richmond supporter. Very scary, very scary. Brisbane were pretty much within 10, 15 points most of the game. Geelong had the lead the whole time, but Brisbane were thereabouts. Yeah. And they, mind you, they were pretty inaccurate and they missed a couple of chances to really hit the front. Um, so were Geelong, though. Geelong yeah. missed a lot of shots on goal, so it goes both ways, I guess. Um, I was spewing with this result a little bit. I just thought it would have been a nice story for Brisbane to yep. make it to the grand final. Um, nothing against Geelong. It's purely just for the story of it. I, I like good stories in footy. I think Brisbane making a grand final, the only year it's going to be at their home ground would have been something special. But I think, like you, um, we've spoken about before off air as well, I think uh, Ablett playing in a grand final was yep. just, you know, and his last game. Yeah. I don't want to see him win, obviously, but that's yeah, that's another special story in itself. And how good was he? Yeah, he's so good. I mean, they kicked those two quick goals, and then that, that second what was it? He, did he kick three for the night? He kicked two. Four. He kicked four. I'm pretty sure he Jeez. kicked four. Well, with that, that one from fifty out of the center square. Oh, was, yeah, that was a vintage ablet. Vintage ablet. Yeah. Vintage ablet. So he's. Uh, it's good that he's retiring with still a lot. Like still playing quite well. Yeah, so, his his yeah. performance hasn't dropped. Like obviously he's not playing full games in the midfield like he used to. Um, he's gone up forward, but he can still you know he can yeah. still put on a good game up forward. Um, you know especially with Dangerfield throwing the ball to him. Um, he doesn't need a handball yeah, at Dangerfield. Was, he can bad, throw it? it. Yeah. Now nah, look, umpire's in the wrong position. You're yeah. not going to see everything, but um, we're gifted, I guess, watching it on TV with those sort of angles. But yeah, look, it was gifted the goal, but end of the day, you still have to kick that, and that wasn't an easy kick. So. Yeah. It just just shows how good Ablett still is. Yeah, incredible. And it would be great uh, for him to, to finish up with another flag. would be a great story it's for, yeah, arguably the, the greatest player of all time. So it would be a good story. And then obviously Dangerfield, um, you know, the player that he is, the career that he's had to to finally get that flag that is the only thing missing from, from his locker would be another great story as well. But personally, I don't, I'm not too fussed about that because I feel like... He can be pretty smug at times, um, danger, can't he? He can. He yeah. can be smug. But I guess he's arguably the best player in the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know I mean? like he deser- definitely the- deserves it. Yeah, yeah, you've won a Brownlow, you've won best and fairest. You're, yeah. You know, you're so close to winning it all. And I guess you have that capability to walk around a little bit smug mm. like that, I guess. But, yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, from my point of view especially, I don't want to see him win, win it. Not this year anyway. Yeah. Um, once Richmond decided to decline, he can maybe <laughs> jump up and take his spot. But uh, quick... Random one, but if you could take 
Gary Ablett Jr. or Senior, both in their prime, and have them at Carlton right now, which one would suit the Blues more, do you reckon? Junior. Junior? Yeah, because we need a midfielder. Yeah. And a, oh, geez, would you even call it Gary Ablett Jr. an A grader? He's probably past that, isn't he? Well, whatever's above. Whatever's above A. Yeah, whatever's above uh, A, A plus, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's the best. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I'd take him just on pure need. Yeah, 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 pure yeah, need. Absolutely, pure need. yeah. Jeez, it'd be good. But... See, well, oh. I'd be taking Senior. Yeah, you would. I'd yeah. be taking Senior. Rewalt's on his last legs. Yeah. Lynch and Senior in the forward line. Ooh. Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, let's get stuck into the grand final. Um, it's obviously the big game between Richmond and Geelong. At the Gabba, though, which definitely, uh, as we said, it's a bit bittersweet up there. Imagine this at the MCG, oh. grand final week right now would... We'd be, we'd be filming this on Swan Street, wouldn't we? Oh, we would. We'd be out there recording fans live. You know, it'd be unreal. And I mean, just, I know a lot of people have had this experience as well, but especially the last couple of years, I've been lucky enough to have Richmond in that, this position and the build up and the, um, the atmosphere in Melbourne, it's, you can't explain it. Yeah. It's hard to explain. And I guess even the excitement of logging on, wondering if you're going to get tickets for the game, you know what I mean? Like that's a thrill. Like mm. people go and do extreme sports and stuff like that. Try getting tickets for a grand final. You're not guaranteed. That is a thrill. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, you know, we're still in a grand final. I'm not complaining, but it, it does definitely take something away from it, not being able to go there and even not being able to fly up to go and watch the game. Like I've flown into state to watch footy before. So I definitely would have been doing it if we were allowed, but that was taken away. Um, but in saying that, look, they're still expecting a 30,000 um, crowd fan, crowd, crowd, that's it, 30,000 <laughs> plus crowd. I, I don't know what I was trying to say there. They're expecting a 30,000 pound people crowd. Yeah. Um, so that's still exciting. And I think, yeah, I think it's going to be great, and especially for Victoria. I think the people in Geelong as well are allowed to go to pubs and enjoy it a little bit mm. more too. So if we can uh, do the right thing just for this week uh, and Richmond were able to get up, we'd be able to have maybe a belated ceremony yeah. and celebrate. I just think if everyone does things properly – you know, we might be able to turn this around and, you know, make yeah, something sure. out of it considering, you know, there's no hope of us being there. So Yeah, absolutely. I think there'll be uh, celebrations for either team um, down the track regardless of what. I think they'll definitely organise something down the track, won't they? Oh, they'll have yeah. to. They'll have to. Now, from a mutual supporters' point of view, have you noticed um, a lack of, well, I guess, emotion in the air and passion? Oh, definitely. Like, in being in Melbourne yeah, with doesn't, nothing? It doesn't feel like grand final week this week. No, nah, it doesn't. Usually it's one of the best weeks of the year and it doesn't feel like it at all. Um, especially the, being a, a night grand final at the Gabba, it just doesn't. And like obviously, with us not being able to do anything, it's just yeah, it's just got a different feel about it this year. And the Brownlow Medal was on a Sunday night, not a Monday not night. A Monday, yeah, yeah it so, was it was yeah. all bizarre. Yeah, it's just a bit different this year. But um, but we've still got footy and we've still got a grand final, which is great. And um, you know, it's the end of October now, so we uh, we've got a month less to wait for the next season, which is. Which is a positive to look at, especially as a Carlton supporter. More is looking forward to next season, <laughs> so it's uh, You're exciting. Looking forward to next season after round one. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, it's obviously very exciting. Um, I'm excited to see how the game goes as well because it's there's two contrasting styles of footy. Geelong are more controlled. They like to chip it around to each other, make other teams work for it, um, and they keep a lot of uncontested possession. Whereas Richmond, more chaotic. They love that surging style of football, and they just try and play on as much as possible. So. I think Richmond will try and stop Geelong from doing that sort of controlled football, but Geelong have done it pretty well the last couple of weeks and they've just really worn teams out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let's get a uh, let's get a fans' point of view, shall we? We've got a uh, we've got a Richmond supporter on the line, Nick. Thank you for joining us. All right, fellas, Quinn, how are you? 
Mate, I'm very, I'm excited. I'm excited. How are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, a bit different, of course, this year compared to the others. Um, I wouldn't say Arden has as excited, being that we can't go to the game, but still pretty pumped. I feel like the the feeling comes and goes for me so far this week. Like some days I forget we're in a grand final just because it's you know there's no excitement in Melbourne. Then other days, like right now, we're talking about it, I'm starting to get a bit jittery again. But yeah, it's a bit different this year for sure. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Still exciting. Oh, very much so. Very much so. Now, what, what are your what are your predictions with the uh, the team going in this week? Do you reckon we change anything? Or we we keep with the winning formula. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I'm keeping up with the articles and the AFL app and whatnot. Um, and they keep throwing us like little enticing saying that they might throw in some curveballs. But um, I reckon uh, it'd be pretty pretty silly to go with uh, different teams, and that goes for Geelong as well. I'm pretty sure I'll keep the winning teams going. Yeah, I can't see them changing too much. Um, there's a few players I know people are jumping up and down about, like Pickett and stuff like that. But I think he'll stay on the side, yeah. and I think he does his role quite nicely. Do you think? Um, do you think Jake Arts might get a, a gig? I mean, he was pretty consistent all season until late. Yeah, he's a bit unlucky, isn't he? Yeah. Um, no, I think uh, the Arts. Who would? Uh, who would he replace though? Mm. That's a thing in a grand final. It's just you know it's so hard to drop someone, isn't it, or take someone out. I mean. Pickett last year's the... I mean, if you can do that with Pickett last year, you could probably do that with anyone, can't you? The only upside with Pickett was, I guess, that Graham went out injured um, in true. the prelim. So at this stage, yeah. no one's injured. We've got a healthy team going in. Mm. It's stiff to drop anybody. I mean, Arts was probably stiff to lose his spot in the first place. But then, yeah, if you bring him back in for the grand final, who do you drop? The only one you'd, you'd consider dropping, I would guess, would be Castagna maybe or another small forward like that. But even then, still stiff. So hard choice either yeah. way. Yeah. I find Castagna uh, and Pickett, as much as uh, I, I hear all the goss and everything, um, all the feedback other Richmond supporters give, you know, they're not doing enough. But um, I see in pretty much how Hardwick's season, they provide a role. They don't have to fire and every disposal has to be super efficient. But they, they cover a lot of ground. They provide that pressure role really well for us. So um, I definitely will keep them in. I think they're doing their role pretty good. Uh, it would be nice if they could dispose the ball a bit better, keep better goals, but not to Castagna. But uh, no, I think they're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What do you think some of the key matchups might be? Do you reckon um, someone like Asprey might go to Tom Hawkins this time? Or do you reckon they'll keep Bolter on him like we did last time? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. I, I can't see why they would change Bolter and Grimes sort of... Um, going 50-50 between those two. It'd be kind of cool to see Bolter go up forward like they tried in the Port game for a brief period because he looked at damaging in the five minutes he was up forward. But um, no, I think Bolter's done an absolutely unreal job this year and um, it's just athleticism and whatnot. I think he cover Hawkins pretty well. So what did he keep him to in the last game? I think it was only a couple of goals, wasn't it? I think it may have only been, yeah, the one, the one or two goals. I know he had a couple opportunities, like that one on the boundary he tried to play on and snap it and he missed it. But, yeah, Bolter kept him pretty quiet. But I think that also worked well because um, we were able to have Grimes um, cover him as well and intercept while Bolter was keeping him on the ground. So we, we worked them really well as a whole back line defensively, I thought. Mm, absolutely. I think, I think he should be on Hawkins probably 70 80% of the time and Grimes, you know, fills in from occasion. Um, Ashby's doing a great job um, jumping into the ruck. I mean, we proved it in the uh, 2017. You don't need a, a tall ruck, I guess, as long as they can provide the contest, bring the ball to ground. Ashby seems to be doing that. 
Yeah, definitely. What, what give us your uh, give us your wild predictions for the weekend? I know you've got some. <laughs> uh, as in the outcome? Oh, just just anything. What 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 do you think is going to happen in the the two hours on, on Saturday night? I guess I guess like any other supporter, you you could see all the possible outcomes. You're hoping for the best, but oh, I tell you what, this is probably not what Richmond supporters want to hear. Um, but I, I see always see the dream fairy tale finish in a game, and especially in a grand final. And I see Ablett um, finishing off with a bang. So. And also Dangerfield winning his first premiership, um, which is, you know, kind of nice in a way, even if we do lose. Um, it's you know, kind of nice that he gets what he deserves. He's been AFL for so long. He's been a champion, so he kind of deserves a flag. I think my gut says that Geelong is absolutely going to spank us. Spank us? You I don't know. think it'll be close. <laughs> <laughs> bit, uh, bit left field there, but I, I just had this gut feeling we they're going to be a bit more switched on their recent form has been pretty pretty scary and I think they will um they'll hold a sort of four goal lead for towards the end and then when we have to you know play um attacking footy to try and bring back the margin they'll kick away and I'm predicting something around 40 points Ooh. oh jeez this is very unrichmond like from a Richmond supporter to predict their team to lose by that much <laughs> <laughs> especially in a grand final as well yeah. Look, obviously don't want that to happen and uh, and you you know my tipping has been fantastic this year, hasn't it? So <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> those, those multis that you've sent me most weeks have been pretty uh pretty ordinary, to say the least. <laughs> well, uh, I mean for Richmond supporters out there listening, just know I have not got a single tip right this year. <laughs> so my prediction probably shouldn't even count, shouldn't even be saying it. So you're trying but, to um, a bit of reverse psychology on them, is that what you're trying to do? <laughs> That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> absolutely. No. <laughs> I can see anything happening, honestly. Both teams, this is a, a dream grand final. Absolutely. Um, it, it's just kind of bittersweet that it's not at the G that we can't see it live um, for us in Victoria. But um, absolutely unreal. Uh, two teams going at it. I, I can see any outcome, but that's my prediction. Um, maybe just to soften the blow if it does happen. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can say you called it early. Who's your, who's going to be your tip for Norm Smith then? Or give, give both sides, because it's rare that an opposition, a, a losing um, team will have a Norm Smith winner. So just give both sides. If Richmond win, who do you think it'll be? And if Geelong win, who do you think will take the Norm Smith? So if, if the Tigers win, Dusty is always Mr. September. He's, he's just, um, he steps it up, not even just one gear, he steps it up 10 gears, I feel, um, in the final. So... He'll have another game where he'll probably win it. Um, and if Geelong do win, as predicted, I'm tipping Dangerfield. I know that's probably the easiest prediction out of the two, but um, I've always rated Dangerfield as one of the best, if not the best, player in the competition. Um, he's uh, extremely damaging, and I think he'll win it. I don't know if you saw the uh, the look on his eye after the Brisbane prelim the other night, but he just looks so determined to win a flag that... Yeah, I think if Geelong do win, I can't see anybody but Dangerfield winning that one. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But from a neutral point of view, this game is 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 the best matchup you could probably think of in terms of the star power on both teams. It's uh, it's going to be great. It's just to, as you said, it's a shame that it's not at the MCG in front of a hundred thousand people. It would have been an absolute spectacle. But um, but you'll take it. And um, are you gonna are you gonna side with him on the on the Richmond tip? 
I'm not going to snap. I'm not going to. I'm not going to join you there with the Richmond tip. Uh, I've tried. I've tried tipping uh, against Richmond a couple of times this year, thinking it may do the trick. But every time I've done that, we actually have lost. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to tip now. I'm, I'm, look, I'm going to tip the Tigers just because you always have faith, a bit of confidence in your own team. Although in saying that, um, what you described Geelong doing, I definitely do see as a possibility. They've got the ability to do that, and we do have the ability to. Uh, slack off for a quarter and play catch-up footy. But I just think um, our experience in the last couple of years being in a grand final, we know what it takes. Um, I just think we'll be able to get the job done. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip the boys. Yeah. What are you, uh, what are you doing for the for the big day, mate? Are you just, well, I mean, there's not much we can do with his there in Victoria, but have you got anything planned in terms of where you're going to watch it? Don't incriminate yourself in case Dan yeah. Andrews is watching. Yeah. Try be, uh, <laughs> try be cryptic with it. <laughs> I'll be doing the right thing and um, unfortunately just watching it from home. Luckily got a new TV delivered the other day, so it'll be nice and vivid in colours, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm get today. It's one but, positive. Um, yeah, look, it would have been great to even at least seen it with uh, with my dad. I, I've been to, luckily and fortunate to go to the last two grand finals with my dad. Um, and uh, it would have been nice to even just gone to his house and watch it with him, but can't even do that, unfortunately. So sums up the year pretty much um, by you know just sitting at home watching alone unfortunately yeah well mate a lot of us are in the same boat it's uh yeah it is a shame but uh, well at least we've got the footy to watch that is the that is definitely a positive out of it but um no I really appreciate appreciate you coming on mate so it's been a great chat and uh and we hope the Tigers get up for their third flag in four years for you back to back baby <laughs> absolutely dynasty <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks Nick uh enjoy the rest of your day Cheers, guys. Have a good one. Thanks, Nick. Cheers, mate. All right. Thank you, Nick. Really appreciate that. Um, it's good to have a fellow Tiger on. It is. Did you feel good about that? I did. It was the yeah. first time. Normally, we've got someone shitting on Richmond, so it was good to have uh, someone Someone join my passion. But I'll tell you what, his prediction for the game was a bit unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I was not I was not expect. I mean, I, he did tell me he had a wild prediction, and I just thought, oh, maybe he thought Geelong would win just... But 40 points. I was hoping he'd say something like Lynch kick 10 or something, <laughs> something crazy like that. But yeah, when he came out and said that, I was like, oof. Yeah, so that was a bit much. But um, but no, we love it. We love the passion. We love the honesty. And um, I know for your sake, let's hope Richmond don't lose by 40 points. <laughs> so they don't lose at all. <laughs> or at all. Or at all. Um, but no, I think, I think just where you guys have been the last few years, I think your experience will hold up and I think you'll get the job done against them. I don't think you've got anything to worry about, but... You know, you're always worried for your own team, aren't you? Oh, very much so. Just because you know that football is such a game of, well, a game of inches, I guess, but it's always what happens on the day. You know, yep. you just, one team could be better all season and, you know, just come out in the day and people go, oh, Richmond won around 17s. Like, yeah, but Geelong were missing a few. But then Richmond were missing a few as well. So yep. it's just, yeah, it's too hard to too hard to call now, but I think danger is desperation to win a flag and then Richmond's experience will clash and it will be, I think it'll be close anyway. I don't see either team blowing the other side out. Yeah, I think it's going to be really close. And is it meant to rain as well? I heard it was supposed to, but I checked this morning and I think it's dropped back down to like 20% or something like that. Okay. But you can guarantee that it would be dewy at the Gabba yeah. like it has been all season. Yeah. But Geelong have had a good record there this year. Yeah. Everybody's um, jumped on how good Geelong have been at the Gabba, forgetting that Richmond hadn't lost there in 15 years because mm. um, we lost one game there by 15 points the other night but uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But in saying that, I don't know if you saw their winning margin there at Geelong. It's They average a 53-point win at the Gabba this year. Because they might win by 40 points. Yeah, so they're averaging a pretty good score. But um, a lot of those teams are probably 
Well, you, you not to be arrogant, but you wouldn't put them in Richmond's category. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I just think yeah, that, but this is what Richmond do. You know, people are like oh, Geelong's record at the Gabba's. Look at look how many look at the margin they're beating teams by, and then people will, that will start persuading people to pick Geelong, and then Richmond will come out and absolutely dominate. I think that's this is what you guys do, isn't it? Well, I mean, yeah. we I guess it was sort of the case last week. People didn't see us going yeah. to Port Adelaide and beating top of the ladder yeah. at their home ground, home crowd, and. I know, I know we only just did it by six points, but a win's a win. Yeah. It's all you need to do to move to the next game, and that's what we've done. And Look, I think we have every chance to do that. Like you said, the experience we've got, um, the players that have been there before, it, the nerves might not get to them as much. Who knows? So yeah. I think it's – oh, I don't know. I'm getting nervous talking about it to be yeah. honest. I, I'm scared. I get scared while talking about this sort of stuff. Uh, we love it. We love grand final week and, and grand final day. It's great. and um, I just, uh, just hope I'm in your position one of these years. Look, coming from a Richmond supporter, it can happen yeah. when you least expect it. True. And with some of the trades you're talking about getting, yeah. you know, who knows? I remember 2016, we got told we're going to sign Caddy and Prestia. We want a flag next mm. year. So I don't want to say you're going to win the flag next year, but you know, you never know. You never know. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's move on to our, uh, our debate question for the episode. And it's just a nice, simple one this weekend. Uh, who's going to win, Richmond or Geelong? Just check our Insta stories, um, vote there and... Um, yeah, let us know who you think and um, and let us know your, your margin as well. If you just send us a DM and let us know your margin and, and even a Norm Smith medalist if you've got one too. So um, I'm not going to ask you who you think you're, who you think is going to win because that's obvious. You obviously think Geelong's going to win. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah, by 40 points. <laughs> um, but I do think Richmond are going to win and I think you guys will win by, I'm going to say, 12 points. I'm going to tip us as well, obviously. Um, <laughs> I. Look, and I, I'm, I reckon you're. I'm gonna. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon. I reckon it's gonna be within. Well, I'm gonna say about three, three goals, about eighteen points. I reckon. Yeah. Three goals. I think it's gonna be too close to call, though. Um, who's your tip for Norm Smith? I'm gonna go Shay Bolton. Shay. Mm, he's had a great season, and I think this will really top it off. He has, hasn't he? He yeah. has had a great season. Uh, like I said before, I wouldn't surprise me if someone like Shay, like unexpected, or even Toby Nankervis got it, but. I mean... You can't go past him. Yeah, how do you go past him? He's won two now. Like, how do you go past him? Well, look, I, I don't know. There's so many players that could do it against, on both sides. Yeah. You know, you, you, I honestly would not be surprised. Just say if Richmond win, fingers crossed, if Richmond win and Dangerfield won on the losing side, it, it wouldn't surprise me because yeah. he's got that ability to do that. Yeah, so, that's true. Look, it could, yeah, it's too hard to say. I'm, look, I'm going to go to Dusty, the easy one. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I think Shea Bolton wins it, but I think... I think as a as a fairy tale story, Gary Ablett to win a Norman Smith in his last game would be incredible, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would be. And he's just the I, same. If he kicks four goals again this week. Yeah. But that's 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 a medal he that's probably the only medal he hasn't won either. Yeah. yeah. So a bit similar to Dangerfield in yeah. that sense. The only there's only one thing they both don't have and Gaz is a norm and yeah. Paddy's is a premiership. Yeah. So Yeah. So it, it yeah. There's storylines everywhere for this game. The potential's huge and um, yeah, really looking forward to it as a neutral. Um, but yeah check out our story for that and uh, yeah let us know your, your predictions for the weekend and um, yeah we'll uh, we'll try to get back to you if you do DM us with your, your predictions as well um, but that is it for our big uh, grand final preview it's been great it's been massive it's been massive it's been huge I know you've been shaking the whole time you're that nervous for the game <laughs> I've kicked the table a few times that's for sure <laughs> but no it's been good it's been good to be back in the studio to uh, talk face to face and um, and yeah it's great timing that we get to preview the grand final in the studio as well. So 
it is great and um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, hasn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. Been a great season. Obviously, we'll, we're not just finishing today. We're sticking around, yeah. so can't get rid of us that easy. Yeah, we'll have all the trade news and, and free agency stuff over the next few weeks as well. Exactly, and grand final, uh, grand final review. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we won't be stopping anytime soon. So, um, But it is the uh, penultimate weekend of footy. It's uh, been a long, long season, but we've we finally got there. Um, and I reckon the AFL's done a great job, haven't they? They've done a fantastic season job. Done. Yeah, yeah. You, you can say what you want about the AFL. People question their decisions early on, um, yeah. that starting and then stopping again and this and that. But look, all, all in all, they've done a great job. Yeah. And you can't... Look, I think the, the most questionable decision for the whole season is uh, shipping up a bit of grass from the MCG and putting it on the Gabba. And if that's the most questionable decision they've made all year, I think we're pretty safe. We'll take that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> take that. We'll take that. Especially gives Richmond a home ground advantage. <laughs> Oh, no, don't. (laughs) Finish off on a bang. (laughs) But, yeah, as we say every episode, uh, make sure you leave us a review. Uh, Subscribe to us on on YouTube. Follow us on Spotify. Uh, All the support's greatly appreciated, and it definitely doesn't go unnoticed, so keep them coming through. Uh, But, yeah, have a great weekend. Stay at home. Don't have a a crazy grand final party because we're not allowed to yet, and don't ruin all the hard work we've been doing. Um, And, yeah, enjoy the grand final wherever you're watching it. Go Tigers. Go Tigers.